Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax. Just anything else that's going on, just set it aside. Any circumstances, any questions, let's just make ourselves available to whatever the Lord wants to do. And hopefully you're doing this often throughout the day. Just taking a couple moments, even if it's just a deep breath, remember that the Lord is there. God is right next to you. You don't have to try to get his attention. He's always with you. He's in your midst and you're in his. In fact, let's start there. We've been talking about the baptism with the Holy Spirit. One of our problems is with language. When we start talking about in and with and on, you know, the Holy Spirit fell on and we're baptized with or in or immersed or, you know, Jesus, you know, when we become born again, he comes to live inside of us. We are, we get caught up in our language being limited Now, I'm not sure if in the Greek or the Aramaic or the Hebrew this comes clearly, more clearly than it does in the English, but the English is definitely limited. And I think any language is limited when trying to describe something that our mind can't even comprehend. So we start out trying to comprehend and understand God and how he communicates and and is with us with a mind that is limited and a language that's limited. Now that's intentional from God at this point. Now we're in the process of having our mind renewed And we're in the process of our will becoming free. And we're in the process of our emotions lining up with truth. But those are all in process. So we are where we are. And you're in a different place than I am. Everybody is on their own path, in a different place, a different point on that path. We're all learning different things. But our spirit, your spirit, my spirit, is already finished. That's what we have in common is we are already one with God. You are as one with God as I am, as anyone else. There's no difference in someone who has just become a Christian versus someone who's been a Christian for 100 years as far as their shall we say, closeness to God. You are either alive spiritually 
or you're dead spiritually. And this is where we have a problem with language. We talk about being born again, that Jesus comes to live inside of us. You know, and even in the scriptures, you know, the man asks, how can, you know, how can I be born again? I'm a full-grown man. I can't go back into my mother's womb. We, we all have a challenge with understanding something with our minds that our minds can't comprehend, let alone language describe. So we have to rely on experience. And I guess this is where faith comes in. As we begin to accept how much God loves us, which is unconditionally and fully, because that's his nature, it's not de- his love for us. God's love for you is not dependent on your behavior. It's dependent on his nature. And his nature is love. And he expresses that love by giving of himself, all of himself, to you, to me. And the process we're in is to make ourselves able to receive everything he wants to give us. So he's bringing us, restoring us back to that oneness, spirit, soul, and body. But because our soul has been separated so long from our spirit, we have forgotten not just how to hear him, but the language he uses, the words he uses. You know, I think that's one of the purposes of speaking in tongues, is it just got, gets us out of our minds. It reminds us that there is more to our relationship with God than what we can comprehend, what we can understand or even control. Kind of knocks us on the head and said, you don't have control over your relationship with God. God does. And I think that can be scary. We want to understand. We want to know. One of the big fears so many Christians have is the fear of being deceived. And maybe that goes to, you know, the fear of doing and committing the unforgivable sin. Or just, you know, if you try something and it fails, you could end up being controlled by the devil. So many misconceptions about who really has the power. And it's God. God controls the devil. God controls the angels. God controls everything. If God created it, he controls it. And then we kind of pretzel ourselves to to find an excuse for places where he doesn't control. So we can explain why bad things happen, for instance. Rather than going, okay, no, it's all from him. And we may not understand why bad things happen and why there's evil in the world. This goes back to our language issue and our understanding issue. Just because you don't understand it, don't try to draw conclusions. We can try to figure out 
X, Y, and Z about God, whether it's about how he communicates, whether he, why he heals some people and not other people. You know, can, can God create a rock so big that he can't move it? You know, things like that. We can have fun playing with these things. And yet what we want to understand is that the way God does, God's nature is beyond our comprehension because we're comprehending with a solical mind, solical understanding. And the soul is subservient or under the power and authority of spirit. Our, our mind, especially as it is now, is not built to comprehend God. Now, as our soul is reunited with spirit, it receives truth. Sometimes call this revelation or understanding or knowledge or change, healing, whatever. However God expresses himself into our soul, you know, maybe you've had that experience where all of a sudden something that used to really bother you or someone, and all of a sudden it doesn't bother you anymore. Well, God did that. It's not that you decided, okay, well, you know, they're probably, you know, just as mad at me as I am at them and, or, I, you know, because I'm a Christian, I should forgive them. Or, you know, we go through all these machinations when really it's up to God to change us. And he wants us to be aware of that change. Because, again, part of our knowing we're in communication with him and we're in on the right path, we're, we're, we're receiving from him what he wants to be giving us is with that attitude of appreciation, gratefulness. So he does often bring these things to our attention. You know, where maybe we had a neighbor who just drove us nuts because he, he or she mowed their lawn at 7 o'clock on Sunday mornings or Saturday mornings when everybody else is asleep and this is when they decide to mow their lawn something like that, and all of a sudden, it doesn't bother us anymore. And we go, ah, that's just, you know, I'll just shut my window. They'll be done pretty soon. And it just doesn't have the same angst. We notice something has changed. That's God. It's not because you figured out or you made an excuse or you, you know, decided to move. God changed you. God changes us, and he wants us, wants us to be aware of those changes, not all of them. Because, you know, he's changing us all the time, but he doesn't make us aware of all the changes. And he chooses what he does or not. Now, remember, your spirit is not changing. You're either alive in your spirit or you're dead in your spirit. When you're born again, you are you became a living spirit. Period end of sentence. 
your spirit isn't going to get any closer to God than it is right now. You're not going to get any holier. You're not, you are not going to get closer to God. Your soul is being reunited with your spirit, returning to the relationship that God created it to have. It's returning to its intended purpose, its intended relationship, likewise your body. But one of the aspects of our soul doing so is we have these language problems, these understanding issues. And this we talked about when we believe a lie. One of the lies is if I'm doing what God wants me to be to, to be doing, if I'm in his will, nothing bad will happen to me. That's a lie. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. He brings us through things, not to avoid them. We learn through the process, and we learn so much more, unfortunately, from hardships and mistakes than we do from everything going fine. Now, there's also the times when success and peace reveals far more about our nature than we thought they would. We thought, okay, this is just vacation. When really God, through that process, is revealing other things about lies we believe or things that need to be healed. But we have these challenges about, when we, especially when we start talking about the spiritual, the spiritual realm and the supernatural and the solical realm. When we start talking about the Holy Spirit and the gifts and the fruit, we want to understand. We want to get out a chart. We want to be able to grasp and control and have steps to follow. And we want to have some measure of understanding and control. And it starts with this whole concept of baptism and we have words that we have gotten from scriptures and they've been translated and then we bring our own understanding and our own version of the scriptures that we're using and our own family background family doctrine family teachings as well as this the the uh, aspect of religion we're in or the church we belong to, the denomination, where we are in our lives, how we perceive who God is, how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive the devil, our enemies. So there's so many different factors in trying to comprehend something that is, at this point in time, incomprehensible. You know, when God says, this is what, you know, tarry, tarry in Jerusalem till I come. I will send the Holy Spirit. They didn't know what that meant. And, and, and 
he let them just hang there. And for you and I, that's often the hardest thing is we don't know what God is doing. And we find it hard to just hang in while he's doing it. Now, one of the things we've been talking about is there are things that he wants us to embrace the process, embrace the learning curve, learn how to do it, do our homework, research and try trial and error and enjoy the process. But we're still run up against problems with language and our understanding. So this is an area that God has a wonderful opportunity, and we should look at it that, to speak truth into us as individuals, where God can reveal himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to us as he chooses. And it's not just, it's likely that God is going to reveal himself differently to you on this subject than he does to me on this subject. Because you and I are in different places. And we're not trying to figure out how the Holy Spirit works. He does what he does. The Holy Spirit is what he is. The, the Son of God is who he is. And for us to even, you know, looking at, you know, the, the Son of God, why did he have to go ascend from the earth before the Holy Spirit could come? And what does that mean? There's all these things that are part of our lexicon that, in our doctrine, that, yeah, we can spend a lot of time researching it and doing the, the Greek and the Hebrew and the Aramaic when really all God just says, I don't even want to talk to you about that right now. You're avoiding the real issue, and that's the healing I want to bring you. So we, we spend the time we can letting God reveal himself and reveal his truth, reveal what he means by what he says. He is the author and finisher of our faith. The author, he wrote what you believe. So if you have questions about what you believe, go to him. Go to the author. But terms like when we are born again, Jesus comes to live within us, and our spirit is regenerated by the spirit. And all that, you know, we can say lines up with scripture. But what does that mean? We don't need to know. Just understand that there came a point in our lives when we were born again, that we were re-spirited, and that that relationship with God through the Son became, came into being. Our spirit was regenerated by God's spirit. And by definition, we were reborn and indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Now, what does that mean, indwelt by the Holy Spirit? Ask God. That was a one-time event. That changed you. You were born 
you were reborn. Don't try to figure that out. God may may just say, look, this is just not something you need to be paying attention to now. I just want you to start accepting that this is the relationship we have, and now that you accept it, here are other truths I want you to learn about. And that's where we're coming from, that we accept that we have been born again, and that has regenerated our spirit. And because of that, we now have opportunities that as a dead being were limited because we were not, we did not have that perfect life. Now, again, it's either living or dead, but this, when you became regenerated, when you were born again in your spirit, let's say you were born again on a Tuesday. Well, on a Tuesday, after you're born again, you have the same soul that you had Monday. Your regeneration may have affected your soul a little bit. It may have affected your soul a lot. It may not have affected your soul at all. That's up to God. That's on an individual basis. We like to think that, oh, all things are made new. It's like in your spirit, absolutely. You were dead, now you're alive, but not your soul. First, you have the soul that God gave you with its strengths and weaknesses, but also your soul has the same issues, the control issues, the, the dealing with fear issues, the getting its own needs met issues. You're going to have the same issues after you've been born again as you did before. Becoming a Christian, being born again, does not solve all your problems. In fact, it usually stirs them up and makes them more obvious. Because God does not want you living out of the strength of your soul or covering for its weakness. So when we talk about our relationship with the Holy Spirit and how we're going to look at living as a spirit being, we, we are using terms that we can comprehend on a certain level. They're not meant to exclude other teachings or, you know, insist that this is the only way you can understand this because we are just poking around the edges of trying to understand something that is hidden from our soul. And that's God's purpose, is he's not revealing everything all at once. He's giving us a taste here, a taste there, so we want more, so we will pursue. And part of that pursuit is letting go of things that have been holding us back. Taste and see that the Lord is good. So with when we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and being indwelt, really what we want to talk about, the way we are approaching it, is that there's one aspect of it being a one-time event where you are born again and you are re-spirited. You are reborn in your spirit. 
Your spirit was dead, it's now alive, and it's a one-time event. But there are also times when the spirit draws attention to itself through your soul. Whether it's subtly and just, you know, you're hearing God clearly or you recognize that God is doing something in your life or through a supernatural manifestation, an angel appearing. Those are all both ways that the spirit is revealing more to the soul. To your soul. So as we understand that our soul lives in its own dynamic, its own environment, our, just as you're, if you're looking around now and you're listening with your ears and you're going to eat something at some point today, those are all parts of the natural realm. And your body relates to the natural realm in a comfortable way. You're not surprised that your eyes work the way they do or the way your voice works, the way your ears work. You're not surprised by that. You've grown up with it. This is, this is how your body works. And you become comfortable. You've taken it for granted. We all do. That this is how this works. Now, the thing is, we've also taken for granted that our soul works a certain way. Our problem is that our soul works a certain way that doesn't work. If you have a problem in your physical being, very often it will cause pain. And that pain causes you to give it attention so you can correct it, so your body can be healed and restored to its healthy state. Well, likewise in your soul, when your soul is disconnected from the truth of relationship with spirit, your soul causes pain. <clears throat> now, there's other sources of pain. There's, other, there's value in pain. Pain gets our attention. You know, don't put your hand on a hot stove. And the same is true in our soul. When one of the things, and we, we've talked a little bit about it before, and we'll probably will again, the stress in your life. <coughs> or how do you know something is a stress or it's out of proportion? And one of the ways we do that is, is it out of proportion, and how long does it last? Then we know it's probably not just what that person said to you. They pushed a button, and you want to deal with that button. That button, pushing that button caused your soul pain. And God is letting you experience that pain because he has a purpose behind it, whether it's a healing or a modifying your beliefs, or forgiveness, but he has a purpose behind it because there's an area where your soul is not able to line up with your spirit. 
your soul is shackled in that area and frozen. And God will not allow your soul to resist the love of the Spirit. So he brings us through these experiences, and he, just as we become comfortable in our natural body with the natural environment, our soul is comfortable in the supernatural environment. The problem is that comfort is not healthy for our soul. It's like if you sat, you know, were told that you couldn't walk and you believed that so much that you spent your entire life in a wheelchair. You could be believing a lie and spend your entire life in a wheelchair unnecessarily. Well, in our soul, that's what's that's what happens. Our our the lies we believe and the wounds we leave unhealed keep us from living in our through our soul the way God created our soul to live, receive life from our spirit. So this is where the attention of our spirit reaches out to our soul at times and seasons to get the attention of our soul. And we will continue here, pick it up. Hopefully this is making some sense. Drop me a line if you've got any questions, if you've got any feedback. Always glad to hear from you, Diane at therainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. It's always great to hear from you. Again, thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.